I promised that I would reveal uh, what I did for my unforgettable 13th birthday. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this story. And maybe you'd say, well, Jonathan, I don't care what you did on your 13th birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But here, <laughs> I'm sharing this because I feel like there may be parents listening who are, you know, celebrating a kid with a 13th birthday. Our day sponsor today, the person that's dedicated today, has a 13th yep. birthday in their home. That's a big deal. Grandparents, whatever. Yeah. Here's what I did. And uh, my dad was actually the one that, that did this for me. He loaded up the car with me and my four of my favorite dude friends. Uh-oh. And the car was full. It wasn't even that big of a car. Mm-hmm. And it was five of us boys and my dad driving. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived about 90 miles outside of the city of Chicago in a l- delightful city named Ottawa, Illinois. And he said, today, kids, we're going to go to the White Sox game. Ooh. Okay. And yeah. the starting lineup for your Chicago White Sox. And uh, so this was in, you know, this was in the 1990s. And there's a certain era of baseball in the 1990s that was really a thing. So fun. I actually procured the tickets myself because, see, back in the 1990s, uh, if you got an extra value meal at Wendy's, mm-hmm. and if you did an upcharge, like if you got the large... <laughs> They'd give you one free ticket to a White Sox oh, game. Oh, wow. So you were banking them for you and all your friends. Right, exactly. So I had these five, six tickets, whatever it yeah. was. And uh, I, I said, well, you know, I got these free tickets. And maybe, Dad, since I can't drive, you drive yeah. us up there. That's well, exactly that what nice. we did. Now, it did turn out that these free tickets, and maybe some people remember the free Wendy's White Sox tickets. Um, they were literally in the top row yeah. of the stadium. <laughs> and I'm talking about... Where, you know, in White Sox games, even back then, not necessarily the greatest attended games in the world. Okay. And um, so there were there was us at the very top row being good citizens and sitting where our seats Where had you were us. supposed to, yeah. And uh, there were probably about 37 rows ahead of us before the next people. <laughs> and this was before they reconfigured back then Comiskey Park. And it was like at a major slant. You felt mm. like you were going to fall down onto the field. Yeah, but you were still there. Right. So how much did those tickets cost? Nothing. Close to, yeah. Basically zero. Um, You know, a little bit of gas to and from the park. And I will say that I will never forget uh, that memory of going with the, you know, with with the friends. I remember one inning, uh, I think it was that they, uh, there was five home runs in a row that were hit. Oh, wow. And it was just like, these are the kinds of things you don't forget. So all the elements were available. Yeah. And those would be friends. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, sports, which is something that I was really into. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, Dad was there, too. I think we even may have gotten a submarine sandwich on the way home. So just some ideas out there. (laughs) I love that story. I used to work at Pier 1, and I would kind of watch how people would shop. It's always Mm -hmm. very interesting. Was that part of your job, or did you just do it for fun? Just for fun. (laughs) So I would watch and around Christmas time um, people would come in and buy these fancy expensive ornaments sure. you know, like 10 bucks a piece or something and I would watch these it was women they would um, they would pull out multiple ornaments of the same kind so the same exact ornament but there were you know multiple ones on the shelf okay and they would they would line them up next to each other and they would just look at them they would compare them to find what one was the best one of that ornament. Okay, so if you got two ornaments on the shelf at Pier 1, they're the exact same one, what sorts of things would they be looking for that could possibly be wrong? Yeah, well, there could be a flaw. Okay. Uh, I do this, too. There could be a flaw in one, or, you know... I mean, they're not going to have cracked stuff on the shelf. No, but it, there could be little flaws. If there's a reindeer, maybe his nose is bigger on one or smaller. Wow. Maybe, uh, 
people did this. They they would literally take them off the shelves, put them next to each other, and compare them, and then just stand there. I would I would watch it. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> so I mean, if you're paying ten bucks for an ornament, you want to get the best one. I get it. Yeah. So we kind of do this in life. We kind of um, we line ourselves up against each other, and we're like, all right, I'm I'm not as whatever as her. I'm not as whatever as him. Maybe he has more accomplishments than I do, or her kids are more well-behaved than mine. We kind of line each other up, Mm -hmm. and then we compare each other. And you know what's a really cool thing about God is he does not compare his creation. He doesn't do that to us, which is so, I'm so glad that he doesn't. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, no favoritism, nothing like that. Uh, a really neat way to live your life is just in the, in the opposite of that sort of thing. And Proverbs 14.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Yeah, it's like you can look at each other with such envy. Like, I want what that person has. But when you have like that peace in your heart, it, it really does give you life. This is food news. This is food news. Um... I love knowing about this secret menu thing. So there are items that you can order at restaurants that aren't on the menu. Uh, yes. And yes. you can Google this. Secret menu items McDonald's. Secret menu items Taco Bell. Secret menu items Starbucks. And there's this list. Like you can order a chicken patty at McDonald's in between two McGriddles. Huh. Did you... Didn't know you could do it, could you? That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> anyway, I went to Food News, the one at Starbucks that I saw yesterday. So this is a secret menu item. Uh, it's called the Frosted Lemonade. It kind of reminds me a little bit of going to the fair, which you know may or not may or may not be doing that this year. Now you're not saying that that's a secret menu item. No, uh, yeah. So this this is a lemonade. It's a frosted lemonade, and I mean, you have they to, have that one. You have to order it a specific way for it to taste. A certain way. So okay. what you do is you order the grande lemonade and then you add light coconut milk and two pumps of liquid cane syrup. Then here's here's the, the main thing. You have to ask for the drink to be double blended. What does that mean? And then that means they put it in the blender twice huh. and it's very frothy, very blendy, almost like a lemonade shake. But you're not gonna you're not gonna see that on the menu. You have to order it. So the regular frosted lemonade is there, but it's not on the menu. I would not have even guessed in a billion years <laughs> a Chick Fil A had coconut milk back there. No, this is Starbucks. Oh, this is Starbucks. Yeah, did I say Chick Fil A? Well, it's it immediately when you said frosted lemonade, I went to. Oh I yeah, went to yeah. Chick-fil-A. Maybe I didn't I'm, say. I heard you wrong. Yep, okay. It's Starbucks. This is Starbucks. Huh. Yep, and you can get the grande lemonade, and then you add the coconut milk. And you add the liquid cane syrup and you ask for it to be double blended. But whenever I'm ordering these like secret menu items, I feel really (laughs) um, high maintenance and I'm saying all these words and I'm just thinking like, are they thinking I'm crazy right now? That's really interesting. Um, So is this lemonade that they have, you you say it's frosted, so it is like a a frozen ice cream almost type drink. Yeah, sounds like it. That sounds really good. I had no clue they had that Yeah, it's a secret. That's a secret. So now you know, and now you can get it, and you can be refreshed this summer. Hmm. This has been Food News. Yep. Um. And second in Food News, I'm so very excited about this. Okay, 
coming to Netflix. It's actually already at Netflix. I watched my first episode of it yesterday. You might remember the amazing show called Supermarket Sweep. Oh, you better believe it. I love that show. Yeah. So it is on Netflix right now. It just... It just went to Netflix and watching it yesterday. And so if you don't know what Supermarket Sweep is, it's basically a show. I used to watch this at my grandma's house in like 1989 or something. Uh-huh. And um, they answer all these trivia questions. It's it's in a supermarket. They answer trivia questions about food. And then at the very end, it's, it's so fun. They have to go throughout the store as fast as they possibly can, get as, mo- as much groceries as they possibly can, and whoever gets up to the cash register and has the most money, you know, worth of groceries, wins. Oh, it's hyper shopping. I mean, it's and that's definitely the highlight of the episode is when they rush through the store um, with those carts. So, like, oh my! On yesterday's episode, so those those turkeys and hams yeah. are worth like twenty five bucks each. Just throw them in the so cart. So you got this boom, guy, boom, boom. yeah. He's throwing in like he's got a whole cart of hams and turkeys, and then he can barely <laughs> push it back because it's so heavy so if you are looking for some very light-hearted material and you're trying to give yourself a break from the you know the real news of our world right now i would recommend supermarket soup on netflix now i was trying to remember so when they're when they're rushing through the store is the goal to try to get the highest dollar amount in your cart yeah that's why they get the the hams and the laundry detergent the little pill boxes i remember because they're so small but you have to fit it in one in one cart right yeah it's very fun So did you know that there's an entire book of the Bible, the purpose of which is, uh, well, I'll just read it. Here's what it says. Um, the book of First John, he goes, I've written this letter to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So for people who believe in Jesus, the reason I've written this is that so you will be assured and know without a doubt that you have eternal life. Mm, yeah, that feels good. I feel like um, growing up in church, you know, this idea, this word, this church word would come up a lot. It's called assurance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe even there's some people listening right now that would that do believe in Jesus, but they're not totally sure. Uh, well, do I, you know, am I really going to live forever? Is this whole thing really work? Am I, you know, quote unquote, good enough? Mm-hmm. And this is cool because there's a whole book of the Bible. I mean, it says right here, I'm reading it in the Passion Translation, but it says the whole, you know, book, which is only about eight pages in my copy is written so that you can, you know, kind of know this for sure. Yeah, assurance, like basically being sure of your faith, being sure of what Jesus has done for you so that you don't have to live in this space of like, oh, I don't know, I'm on edge. You can really have that peace of being sure. And then it goes on to say, okay, so once we get that figured out, we got the sureness part, then it goes on and says, you know, since we have this confidence, we can also basically talk to God with great boldness and anything we ask agreeable to his will, he'll hear us. So if that sounds good to you, you may want to give a fresh reading to the short little book of 1 John. 